Hey Fadies, I'm DM Brad, and this is the Fate of Ison Chapter 6, Episode 20. Thank you very much for downloading, listening, recommending us to a friend, and just being cool. We're joined again in this one by our good friends Alex White Robinson and Josh Kingsford. So, without any blathering from me, let's just crack on with a recap. Last time, Arcus, Marley, Fadan, and Trestlespoon spent some time getting reacquainted in the undead town of Kerim. Fadan's skeleton and zombie servants kept the vodka and bloodweed flowing, and a merry time was had by all. They all had a good chance to catch up on life, loss, and the ever-worsening state of the world. In the morning, they were woken by a mysterious visitor. Hooray! And this is the fate of Ison. This is how it begins every time. This is exactly what we do. <laughs> this, this is the theme song normal. we know. <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 da. We will sing our song forever until we don't. Fate of Ison, fate of Ison. <laughs> <laughs> this is normal, this is normal. How we started all the time. This is a not copyrightable under parody law. I don't know what you're talking about. Isaac Key. Isaac Key. <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> thank you for joining me, everybody. Last time, uh, we we sort of just uh, hung around a bit in the town of Kerem. Trestlespoon showed up and got reacquainted with Marley and Fadan and got for the first time acquainted with Arcus. Um, yes, there was a bit of catch up. best friends now. <laughs> your best friends. You, there was a bit of catch up about, you know, what happened with Band 4 and what Tress Spoon has been up to as well. And then you all went to an inn in Kerim, which was staffed by the undead. And uh, you got shit-faced. There was potato vodka and there was bloodweed and Marley rolled a one on the cow's curse and fell asleep, which was perfectly apt for the situation. Um, <laughs> but that wasn't before getting a, um, a huge backlog of updates from Haydet that she didn't hear because she was wasted and then subsequently asleep. And hilariously <laughs> did not write down because I was like, Marley doesn't know, Jules doesn't know, stay in character. <laughs> 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 All I wrote from last time is Trestlespoon and Crover Nose, which which is a mysterious yeah. note to me. Crover Nose. That's a great Crover episode nose. title. It's vague but menacing. <laughs> um, Fadan went off to his wizard tower in the other part of town while the rest of you crashed in the inn. And in the morning, you were woken up by the sound of a knock on the door. Hmm. And Trestlespoon got put down by the skeleton whose arms he was sleeping in like a yes, cat. Yes, I was nestled in there. <laughs> Lovely warm skeleton um, bones. <laughs> and when the door was opened, um, there was a creature standing outside um, that is called a wetor. It's a wetter centaur. Thanks, Gross. I hate it. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. Marley has met one of these before. Um, called Patorgic Son, and she and Banfor and some other uh, temporary allies killed it. Um, so that's not what this one is. And so this thing is just outside the door, and it just waves, just gives you a shy little wave to whoever <laughs> is looking out the door. Well, I guess it's nice that we're not being attacked straight away by a monster. Yeah. Pretty sure I already accused it of being dead. Yeah, your response was to yell, Fadan, did you do this too? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I ride the wetter. <laughs> you, you just walk up to it and wordlessly, <laughs> I mount thee. <laughs> I, I mount it and I, I slide it five buckaroos <laughs> into its jean pant pocket that I assume it's wearing. And I go, <laughs> I go, shh, I know this is... <laughs> This is right. And it goes, yes, I I know this too. I love you. And we ride off into the sunset together. <laughs> okay, and that's the end of Arcus's story? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it completes my narrative in a very real way that will satisfy the fans. It was a long time coming. 
I'm not adverse to this. I'm okay with this. Marley just, you know, that makes sense. It didn't come out of nowhere. It was foreshadowed. (laughs) If you look back, and I think you'll find if you look back in those very first episodes, there are a lot of Tower hints, and I actually, I considered putting them together in a montage for you all just so that you could see, but I feel like it's better if we rewatch it, re-listen. The re-listenability of the podcast. Pull those things out Mm. for yourself. Yeah, I think the fans will really appreciate it more if they just go back and and re-download the episodes and re-listen to them and then... Uh, I mean, go back to everything and then... <laughs> that Arcus hugs. I feel like, I, I, you know, mm. pivoting around those points where Arcus hugs and that oh, really you're will... giving you're giving it away. You're giving it away. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Too many hints. Too many hints. And remember the episode where Arcus just flat out yelled for no reason? I want to ride into the sunset on a wet or. Yeah. No, yeah, I that was that out. <laughs> I've been building up to this for ages and each of its legs represents a different thing I have hugged in the podcast (laughs) Uh, it's actually my my my, like being I feel like I resonate with this creature and um we're one now (laughs) just like anamorph into each other (laughs) so this is, this is going in a direction I bet Brad didn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I knew I was going to do this from the beginning. But the thing is, my mind is elsewhere, because I'm focusing on something that I really don't have the ability to do, but a patron has asked me to do it um, <laughs> for this character. Uh, it, to to do a, it's a voice. It's not like a, a gross. <laughs> like oh, oh yeah, okay. I'm gonna do something gross. <laughs> JD, you are a Simpsons expert, so you might be better oh, equipped to do this. But mean I can do voices. I've been asked to give this <laughs> this wet or character if they ever get a chance to speak. Um, besides getting you know without getting ridden off into the sunset, um, <laughs> the Professor Frink voice. From, oh, <laughs> like flavor, mm. <laughs> which I can't do. With the yeah. with the voices and the <laughs> and the zombies, it goes a bit Bill Cosby, which we don't the want to veer into that territory. <laughs> the Frankenator. So actually, you know what? Without instead of just failing hard <laughs> for this whole character, I'm just going to apologise to Jared. Can't do it. Ah, oh, I'm not even going to try. Just can you can you not do the voice, but do yeah, like, all the don't mannerisms? Do the, don't like do the the, exact- <laughs> the hoiven even. Haven at the end of your words, like that's all you need to do. Just talk. Yeah, like just talk it. But yeah, yeah. or even. Um. Anyway, did Arcus actually try and ride this Whittle? Yeah. How much of that happened? (laughs) Oh, none of it. (laughs) No, I was just bullshitting. (laughs) No. Okay, so we're back at <laughs> there is a wet or awkwardly waving into the doorway for whoever is going to approach it. <laughs> I mean, I will go up and say hi. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I, I was like, are we waiting for Marley to take this? Because Marley's a bit like. Ugh. Well, I think you're. Are you the person that killed it? <laughs> it's probably your thing to deal with, if yeah, that's the case. Yeah. And I, I do know that as the bard, I'm usually the... What do they call that? The, the face? face? Yeah. yeah. The face um, of the squad, yeah. Um, so, all right. So, Arcus shows themselves in the doorway, which gets a, noti- a notable startle from the creature. You can tell immediately, Arcus, it's never seen anything like you before. And which is mutual, obviously. Few have. And it go- it stops waving and goes like, Oh! Ah! Uh, sorry! Uh, don't know what you are with the, the clouds and the the puffiness and the white okay and the okay eyes. I, that's very aggressive and i don't know why you have like you're looking like an insect fuck and you're gonna go ooh at me <laughs> yeah uh, to my react to me i'm a fluffy cloud you're a gross insect how dare you talk to me this way and i slam the door <laughs> <laughs> and what I you don't background. what you don't see is him outside looking at himself like as if in discovery of like oh yeah i guess i am different from <laughs> marley you turn argus turns around to see marley sort of standing there with her arms crossed looking vaguely impressed and just being like i didn't know you knew vicious mockery <laughs> <laughs> 
Argus just picks up bard skill and we become like a, a, a troop together where I just play along for all of your stuff. Did they say what they wanted? <laughs> I don't... He was rude. He was rude to me and I had to tell him off. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people making fun of me for my demon looks and assuming that they can just go, uh, in a response to seeing me. And I, I won't stand from it and I won't stand for it from a centaur bug man. No, you're right. You're right. Thank I you. back you on that. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, he's the freak here, you know? Ah, uh, well, I don't feel like... Like two wrongs making a right here. It's not really, you know. Let's let's just agree that neither of you are freaks and go see what he wants. You you can go see what he wants. I right, I don't I'll have go. words for someone like that. Okay, <laughs> I'll go see what Tris, he wants. You... Yeah, I was gonna say Tris, you coming? <laughs> I Marley opens the door. <laughs> Trestlespoon does a forward roll and then prods the uh, wet or creature in the leg. And says, hey, what do you, what, whoa, what do you want? <laughs> he looks startled at this tiny gnome rolling out the door. <laughs> Probably and through then, Marley's legs too, because Marley's standing yeah. up in the door. <laughs> do you jab him with a weapon or just, just with your like finger or something? With my strongest finger. <laughs> he just goes, ah, the tiny person with the rolling and the poking. Ah. Uh, I don't, I'd like some help, please. Hmm. Do it. Do we help this guy? Well, I mean, helping's kind of our thing. Yeah, but look at his legs. <laughs> you make an excellent point, Trestle Spoon. Oh my goodness! Look Trestle. at your legs. He taps all six of them on the ground my as if being like, "Yes, fluffy. look at my legs. <laughs> look at them. Look at all six of them. Look at the look at the hairs." <laughs> <laughs> point out the little bug hairs. You know, the, you oh, know, the, you know, winners. You, you know, yeah, he's got bug hairs on his bug legs. I'm like, Fadan, you want to lend some sense to this? He's off in his wizard tower. <laughs> and I'm like looking around, and I'm like, no response. I'm like, Jesus, even the skeletons probably have more brains in their head. All right, what can we help you with? Well, my cat, Mr. Boots, has gone missing. Oh, God. Mr. Boots, what We're does your cat look like? We're not the firefighters. Wait, no, I want to hear... Can you describe your cat? Well, he's got boots. He's mostly yeah. black, but he's got little white feetsies. He is, does he wear real... Is he is he a, a puss in boots? Or is he a... They, does he just wear... Are they actual boots? Yeah, are they real boots? That's no, what the I white fur on his boots, they make it look like the feet of boots. That is the most original name I've socks, ever heard. Socks. He's my only friend, I'd like him back. <laughs> so the cat cat has no boots. No boot cat. He has no boots, the name was come no up with by a patron of ours <laughs> of the show. <laughs> I think the technical term is socks. When a, when a cat has different paw colour, it's called socks. I mean... I mean, yeah, but then you spell it S O X. Well, I if mean, we like, find the cat, maybe if he likes you more, you can rename him Mr. Socks. <laughs> Puss and Socks. Uh, did I tell you the tale of Puss and Socks who romanced an In his socks? I've been Gross. living by myself in the mines with the rocks and the cold and the dark. What are you doing taking your cat to the mines? That's completely irresponsible. It's the cat Canaries was also living in the that... mines, it became my only friend. You've been mining cats? With the loneliness. Oh, is this like a he's, Minecraft thing? <laughs> he's run away and I'd, I'd like some help, please. Should I go elsewhere? There's, I tried to ask any gestures to like one of the zombies just mindlessly walking past carrying a log. I tried to ask one of these things and they didn't answer me with the walking and the being oh, not God. alive. Molly is like doing that thing where you're like rubbing your eyes and pinching the bridge of your nose because she's like hungover and frustrated. Right. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Arcus is very hungover at this point. <laughs> Do you want to roll a con save to see how capable you are? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yes. Yippee. <laughs> First roll of the session. Oh, one. no. <laughs> 14. Yeah, I got seven. Okay, Trestle has recovered like a champ. He's he's up, up, and away. Alcohol? What alcohol? I know nothing of the sort. 
Arcus is struggling a bit, but getting by. And Marley is Marley rolling Mikauskas. Marley rolled Mikauskas. a 33. <laughs> 33, huh? Oh, see, this works for waking up hungover. This works perfectly. Okay. You feel extremely hungry and now have disadvantage on every action until you eat. Well, that makes sense, yeah. That's so right. perfect. That so she's, That's so, so she's, good. She's pinching the bridge of her nose, her stomach rumbles, and she's like, for frig's sake, okay, look, where did you see the cat last? I woke up in the mines this morning and the cat, Mr. Bootsy, was gone. He could be anywhere. Could be in the mines, Flavin. He could be in that big tower. He could be around the town. He could be in that forest over there. How would the cat get in the tower? Cats can climb through windows. I don't know. He could be anywhere. Okay, okay, this is fine. With the claws and the climbing and the tininess. And his boots. Socks. And the boots. (laughs) And his slip. How can he climb with socks on? Slippery. That's why I call them boots. <laughs> yeah, this makes sense. This is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll 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 find your cat after breakfast. You just slam the door in his face again. <laughs> no, Molly doesn't even slam the door. She just literally walks off to find one of the skeletons or zombies, and hopefully they're making breakfast. Arca stands up and goes to the door and very pointedly slams it in his face. <laughs> With Trestle Spoon still outside? Trestle Spoon, Trestle yep. Spoon takes a, <laughs> a, a quick uh, rub of the Wettle's legs and then scoots through the window. A forward <laughs> roll into a leap, I think. He's a scoot bootin', no yeah. me. And the Wettle's just outside, no. just going like, are, are they going to help me? <laughs> what is happening? He just starts looking around the town. Molly said that she'd find the cat, but she yeah. said after breakfast. <laughs> yeah. So he's just walking around the town at the moment, interacting with various zombies and things. There is a skeleton making uh, bacon. Perfect. Sick. And hash browns, because there's so many potatoes in the town. Yeah, Molly just sort of grabs two hash browns and puts some slaps of bacon in between them and then just uses the hash browns like sandwiches, you know. Nice. Or what does Fadan do waking up in the morning? So Fadan, Fadan has been very busy, and um, this Wetor is probably, if he's ro- roaming around town, eventually going to find Fadan, along with two carts stacked high with um, vodka and bloodweed, um, <laughs> and a big banner that's been set up above one of the carts that says, Welcome back to Kerim. And he's basically preparing a procession to head to Sorm to fetch all the refugees and basically entice them with, with vodka and bloodweed, because this has worked super well way better than he thought with uh, the only other living people to show up so far <laughs> that does make sense now the guinea pigs for your party bus nice i don't know if we necessarily have the natural reactions that everyone else would have <laughs> in the same circumstances but fadan doesn't know yeah that. i mean that's valid <laughs> but you've met gods and stuff so like a couple of zombies around the t- or a bunch of zombies around the town isn't that big of a deal but yeah the townsfolk <laughs> returning might be like uh <laughs> the general public isn't quite on our side all the time. <laughs> yeah. Molly's been like staring at these zombies and skeletons while she's been munching on food and she just sort of walks up to one of them and is like Meow. and she does the thing where she like puts the ears on the like the fingers and makes the ears on the top of your head. Like, have you seen one? Like does the shrug with like you know? The the skeleton you do that to, it looks confused for a second and then checks the cupboard behind you and then does a shrug back as if to say no we don't have any cat in in stock to eat and and she's like well that's probably good looking at the bacon (laughs) you know (laughs) where did this bacon come from (laughs) Uh, oh no yeah i was gonna say something but no it's it's fine and she just sort of shrugs and is like all right well we're going on a cat hunt, and I'm really not scared. <laughs> what a wonderful day. Trestlespoon is full of uh, that wistful hangover energy, and he climbs one of the skeletons up its ribcage, and then he perches atop its head, thrusts his arm forward, and says, March! <laughs> That's all. Is this like animal handling? Uh, yes. Yeah, why not? Let's make it animal handling to um, see if you can pilot a skeleton. 15. Yeah, you can clumsily pilot a skeleton. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. 
it's sort of you're sort of like Remy the Rat um, in Ratatouille, except it has no hair. Yeah. <laughs> Do I just like turn its head around like a? Yep. Nice. Yep. Tilt its head forward to go forward, <laughs> etc. This is sick. Um. Yeah, and out the door, and into the town. And there's a hustle and bustle of various undead on all their daily jobs. And at some point, you run into Fadan, who at the same time runs into this Wetor creature, who greets Fadan and says, um, A human with the, the two legs and the, the body and the robe. Hello, can you be of assistance to me, please? This town is livening up better than I thought. This is brilliant. We're on the upswing. Hello. My name is Fadan. Can I ask yours? Uh, yeah, he reaches out uh, one of his human-ish hands from his torso, from the, the human-ish part of his body, <laughs> I mean. Um, not a wetter leg. Ah, yes, the, the other people, they didn't ask the name with the rudeness and the slamming of the doors. Zunk Chittachu. Of course it is. Who would have thought? Wait, Jules, is that a reference to something? Right, well, welcome yeah, to Zunk Chittachu. No, sorry, that was just Jules going. Yeah, of course it is. Of course uh-huh. it's Zunk Chittachu. That's the I name Jared gave me. Yeah, Hi, gave Jared, from too. Indie yeah. Film Review. <laughs> See, that's an original name. <laughs> Zunk Chittachu. That's, that's the next name of my cat. All right, Mr. Chittachu, are you... You, you seem fairly friendly. You're, you're not, are you looking to, to move in? To Kerem? Oh, uh, that would be most gracious. Been living by myself for a long time in the mines with the loneliness and the darkness and the rocks and the cold. And my cat, Mr. Boots, has gone missing. When I find Mr. Boots, it would be nice to have a friend. You have a cat as well. Wow, this is like a 50% increase in living things. <laughs> yeah, I did <laughs> notice there was a lot of death. These things, they and he, he pokes as a zombie is walking past, like pokes it really hard enough that it gets knocked over and it just wordlessly gets back up and continues. He's like, no life. I mean, they're, they're, they're for life, and you know, they, they were alive and they're sort of alive again. They're just helping out. If something's sort of something, is it ever really something? <laughs> yeah, Molly's sort of getting there, and she sort of had to step out of the way as the zombie fell over, and then like got up, and, like kind of like walked up, and is like, "Don't worry about it, Fadan. He's lost his cat. He wants us to find it." We'll have a nice place to live when we find him. This nice human has asked me and Mister Boots to move into this town. Finally, a place to have a friend. Molly looks around and kind of goes, yeah, no, that that tracks. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it's like, all right, well, with the a million better things to do. <laughs> Literally, the time. world is falling apart. <laughs> Literally, the world is falling apart. <laughs> my boyfriend and my family are on the other side of the world and quite like to reunite with them at some point. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. We'll just find this guy's cat. It's totally fine. Like Molly's, you know, Molly's just like almost having like on the edge of a meltdown. She's just like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. I just got, I just got it. She just starts walking towards the mines. Just why are the mines? Why could possibly? There's nothing in here. I mean, there's nothing in here. There's nothing go wrong in here. Just why? It's like just then. That's kind of how you hear her walking off. Okay, so what we're going to do now is a silly little skills challenge. There's nothing at stake here. So the first is I'll get one of you to roll a d4. That's a hell of a thing to say about this. (laughs) (laughs) No matter what happens, we're going to find him. The rolling is just to determine how we find him. Mm. Alive or dead. Um, I just rolled a four on a d4. Okay, so d4 means that Mr. Boots is somewhere in the town. So he's not in the tower, he's not in the forest, he's not in the mines. He is uh, somewhere in the town amidst the general bustle of all the undead workers carrying materials and building implements. Mr. Boots is in a barrel. Uh, You don't know this, but that's where he is. That's where we're going to end up. Okay, so the challenge now is I'll get each of you to pick a skill for how your character would begin an investigation. 
So what is the first thing that your character would do in an investigation? And the highest will lead the investigation, um, and that's how it'll begin. Okay. Athletics. Okay, to for like <laughs> what what specifically would he be doing? Use the skeleton to run up a tree and survey the area. <laughs> I mean that makes that- sense actually. I don't know if that's animal handling or athletics or acrobatics. Well, I've already (laughs) passed the animal handling on the skeleton. So now, assuming me and the skeleton are as one, it's a single (laughs) athletic move. Wouldn't you say? Sure, why not? I'll buy that. Yes. Um, What what do you think Fadan would do to start an investigation? Fadan is going to summon in his terrifying army of undead Kia to surveil the area. That's good. So that's Arcana, because they're undead, or Animal Handling, because they're animals? I'm going to say Arcana, because they're undead. They don't act normal anymore. Okay. Mali is sort of... Meow, 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 meow. Or just... Meow! I don't know. Which one of those? Like, she's sort of working on her different meow performances. Is that to lure a cat to you or to try and get into character <laughs> like, as and, a cat? <laughs> and, like, to get into character and, like, hopefully get a response. You know, so it's like she's going for, like, a... What's that game that you play? Marco Polo kind of okay. situation. <laughs> Meowco you know? Polo. <laughs> yeah, Meowco Polo. Can she maybe screw it up and do a mating call? <laughs> Entirely possible. <laughs> she hasn't cast Speak With Animals. She does not know what she's saying. So is that performance? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and what does Arcus do? Arcus has quite high survival, so I think I'm going to do what might be the most rational decision I've ever made in this game, and look for cat traps. Like, traps. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, identify signs that there may have been a cat, (laughs) that specific cat around. This is literally the first time Arcus has done the most sensible thing. Out of yeah, I think I think actually, yeah. Um, okay, roll it up and uh, let me know what you got. And the highest is how we end up moving forward. I mean, I rolled already and I got a natural twenty. Oh, no, shit! What's, it, what's your total? Uh, Twenty-nine. Jeez. Yeah, just in case, because my performance has got a plus 10 now, so... <laughs> Skeleton's going up a tree! Um, but I actually only rolled a 7, so I got a total of 17. I rolled a net 1. Yes! <laughs> it does Yay! mean I, I got 9, so I still got more than Marley. But No, I got 17 total. Oh, 17? Well, never mind, then I'm still lost. I got 15 all up. Okay, so skeletons going up a tree is how we're going. But first, let's resolve this chaos curse. Roll me a d100, please, JD. The fates are punishing me for trying to be responsible for once. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ziglamel somewhere is giggling, going, you nerd. (laughs) Yeah. I rolled ten. Ten chaos curse. Okay, yeah, you turn into a green ooze. (laughs) Amazing. For the next six seconds. Cool. Does it look kind of like cloudy ooze, or is it actual ooze? Yeah, is this like the, the most solid I've ever seen? Yeah, Arcus? it's just a full-on green, <laughs> sticky liquid, like monster blood. Yeah, ooh. Just Amazing. and so for six seconds, <laughs> Arcus just becomes that, and then reforms. Well, let's never speak of that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, do I have the flu? What is that? <laughs> Did I sneeze? <laughs> yeah, you did look a lot like snot, so that makes sense. Um, Thanks. Okay. You look so like snot too. The investigation <laughs> begins with Trestlespoon getting his skeleton mount to uh, climb a nearby tree. Excellent. Um, so, I tilt the head of the skeleton fully forward so that the skeleton is sprinting as fast as a skeleton can go, and it does a straight run and then straight horizontal and then up the tree is that possible uh it would be if he was wearing your blue boots of spider climb can i put the boots on the skeleton okay <laughs> yes <laughs> yes Whatever. right side shoe they're, they're magic they can fit anyone oh sick um 
Uh, so me and the skeleton climb the tree, and the skeletons like Georgia the jungling up until we're at the top of the canopy, and we survey the area. What do we see? Okay, that will lead us to our next role. But before we do, Fadan, who is this skeleton in terms of the town and your ancestry and things like that? So I'm going to say this is probably um, the brother of a neighbor that I had. This is someone that lived closer into town and had a job sort of in the main town area and was sort of notorious for making really terrible moonshine. Mm. Okay, cool. Is he a full-on clean-bone skeleton, or does he still have some rotting flesh on him? This is a full-on clean-bone skeleton. Um, This is someone that was probably killed in the attack and got picked clean by scavengers before being raised. Ooh, I like it. Nice. Okay, that's Trestlespoon's new horse. It also (laughs) means that they're uh, especially spry because they're especially fresh. (laughs) So while the skeleton's at the top of the canopy, is uh, it spying moonshine? Does it still have the instinct for moonshine? I've got to say, if, if there is there is moonshine-ish um, available in eyesight, because the procession, um, the cart and the, the barrels of moonshine and bloodweed are headed down the road towards Sorm at this point, um, surrounded by a little cadre of zombies and skeletons holding up little welcome signs and things like that to, to lure all the Karamites mm-hmm. back. So he can see that, sort of heading out of town. There isn't other moonshine available in eyeshot from here. Okay. I was just wondering if the skeleton would mistakenly point Trestlespoon in the, dr- the direction of moonshine <laughs> and not the cat. Ah, because it's in a We'll barrel. see how you roll on roll number two. Okay. So roll number two, everyone pick a different skill for how you would go about following this first person's plan so um trestle is up a tree what would the rest of you do in support of that form of investigation i would pray <laughs> okay that's valid like arcus does that when they are looking for help they they I seek would... tratora yeah, I would pray for God's help. Please, Tredora, please help me. Um, Fadan would attempt to walk up to the tree and suck enough life out of it so that all the leaves fall off so that Trestlespoon has a bit of view. Mm. Nice. That's some arcana for sure. Oh, uh, I've already done arcana. So I think oh, nature. nature. Let's nature that then. I'm gonna start talking up to Trestlespoon about what cats look like, just in case he doesn't know. That's actually so useful. Cat. Yeah, because I'm just gonna be like, they have tails and four legs and little pointy ears and a lot of whiskers in the face. They look kind of like mini tabaxis. You know what I'm talking about? Like, just starts like, you know, sort of describing everything to do with a cat. Um, and what skill is that? Um, I don't know, like, can we go with, can we go with, like, history or something? Persuasion? already been taken. Yeah, persuasion. Persuasion. I mean, we can do persuasion. I wasn't trying to aim for that. I was just like, that's what makes it. Animal handling. Maybe animal handling. Yeah. So I'm an animal? I'll let you pick one. And Trestlespoon, I guess by default, yours is probably perception, because you're just looking. I would say so, yes. Yep, so everyone just... Roll it up and let me know what you get. Uh, and the highest is what leads to success. I got 18. I'm having a okay. rolling nice. well. That's a natty twin on, um, with a plus four, so that's 24. Nice. Are we all done? Yes. I only got oh. a 12. It's definitely a 24. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that Jules and Jules had gone. I was like, yeah. I know yeah. Josh's score. We got a 12 11, and a 12. 11. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool. Sorry, that's just me being um, borderline brain damaged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Fadan um, goes up and touches this tree and just imbues it with death magic. And all the leaves fall away and it clears a perfect line of sight for Trestlespoon to spot a barrel in the middle of town with two little black ears poking up out of it. <gasps> Would Trestlespoon know what the ears... Would he know? Is Marley explaining? Does that still happen? Uh, she got a twelve, so let's see. Would you, yeah, you know what a cat. You know what a cat looks like. Yeah. Or you at least see whether whether it's a cat or not. You see two ears sticking up out of a barrel. 
Nice. Trestlespoon scans the horizon, then he sees the two uh, cat ears sticking out of the barrel, and his eyes zoom in like uh, binoculars in a cheesy 19, 1990s action movie. And he goes, oh, The ears of uh, uh, that must. It's. Uh, ca- ca- yes, it's cat like a barrel there! Well. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna turn around and sort of sweep off in the direction of that barrel. Um, what, which part of town is this in? Just like, it's next to like a blacksmith or just a, a nondescript wooden building. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna head down the road um, towards there, sort of sweeping off, heading down. I'll, I'll drag the um, horrifying Wetel Centaur along. As your friend found Mr. Boots with the climbing and the skeleton and the tree. He's found a barrel with ears. Even. Possibly cat ears. Mr. Boots is a cat. He has cat ears. Oh, I'm full Flavin. of excitement and joy for my friend, Flavin. Flavin. <laughs> Trestlespoon calls down and he says, I didn't see a, a head attached to the ears, so it could just be ears. No, I can put those back on. That's really not um, putting me at ease. <laughs> I'm sure it's a complete cat. Molly, it runs past with <laughs> with their freaking, like... Um, half plate on, looking like she's trying to be stealthy, holding what looks to be her two-person tent out, kind of, but, like, it's not all to get, like, it's not made up. It's just kind of the material of it. Like, she's about to throw the material over the barrel <laughs> so it doesn't get away. Okay, do you intend to go through with throwing Yeah, it? like, that's, that's the plan. Like, that's what is in her head. I don't know how much of that she gets through. Okay. Roll initiative <laughs> okay. against Zunk Chittachu, who's just going to try and just run towards the barrel and grab his cat. <laughs> yeah, fair. Do you um, throw the tent first? I'm going to try, because I, I know what cats are like. They run as soon as you come near them. Mm. So um, I got a 14. Okay. He got a 14 as well. <laughs> nice. Is this so, a roll off? Uh, no, at the same time, he runs into the barrel, you throw the tent over him and the barrel. Amazing. <laughs> and then he just starts like very cartoonishly punching out at the tent, being like, <laughs> oh, I'm stuck with the tent and the barrel and the cat <laughs> in the darkness. Have you got the cat? <laughs> I've got the Mr. Boots, he's back. He's scratching no. my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Mr. Socks, you had it wrong. Yeah. I'll let him be the judge of that. <laughs> All right, well, I'd say this is very successful mission completed. Somebody free me from this dark yeah, she's, nightmare. She's pulling the tent back off. He gets caught on his sharp, pointy, hairy legs. Serves him right for having sharp, pointy, hairy legs. Um, yeah, and he cuddles the cat. Thank you very much for your help. And then he turns to Fadan and says... If you're sure that I can stay, that would be most appreciated, but I understand if... And then he gestures, like, to himself, to, like, this is what I am. And just like, I understand if you don't want a, one of me in in the town when the people come back because of all the spikiness and the, and the running and the screaming when they see me. Oh, no, no. That's going to be fine. They're just going to be so... They're going to be so happy to see all of their family members here. I'm sure they're not even going to notice you. Plus, I think it's yeah, more about his reactions more than anything else. You'll be fine as long as you're not going to go around pointing at people and saying, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't think you're the worst thing here. <laughs> this is probably the best place for you. <laughs> yeah, he, he beams a big smile at that. Like, maybe he's found a place to call home. He's happy, really happy with what you just said. Trestlespoon yanks off the head of the skeleton and he's talked to the skeleton about doing a big grin and he throws it at uh, the wetter man and the skeleton gives him a grin. Is that possible? <laughs> I'm not even going to get any rolls for that. That's great. Because at first I thought you were going to say, uh, Trestlespoon pulls off the head of the cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what a banful thing to do. Um <laughs> Yeah, you pull off the skeleton's head. Oh, roll an athletics just to see how well you can separate bones. Unnatural 20. 21? Hooray, you're rolling hot. Um, yeah, you just yank effortlessly this skeleton head off and toss it <laughs> to Zunk Chittachu and he awkwardly catches it and then the skeleton just smiles up at him from his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
screams. Is this is charming and terrifying at the same time. Glavin. What is this town called? New new best friend? No, this, this is Karim. Karim is my new home. <laughs> and then they really... all jump into the air and freeze in a snapshot. The and I really roll. wanted to end that with a, and that's the end the of the end episode. Because <laughs> it was like the perfect thing. <laughs> I don't know um, what's happening here though, Brad. You're in charge. <laughs> no, it, it would be. Um, but we need to, now that that little thing has been wrapped up. The perfect vignette. <laughs> is, 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 yeah, we just need to move on Fake! to the Fake! Psych! It's not the end of the episode. Just need to, what? That is the end of the episode. No, we just need to move on to the next phase because we are coming close to the end of chapter six. And within the next few episodes in which Whoa, we will... spoilers. Yeah, look out, Brad. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Spoilers about which episode this is. <laughs> um, and also just on the timeline, we're three days away from the literal like end of the world. Oh man. Okay. Karim only just got a second living resident. <laughs> Third, if you include Mr. Boots, Mr. Socks, Mr. Socks, actually, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Boots was his slave name. <laughs> Look, <laughs> there's only one little guy in boots around here, and it's clearly not this guy. <laughs> it's the skeleton. It's the skeleton wearing my boots. <laughs> <laughs> yes, without a head. Yeah, which is why he's short. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because he's bent over looking for his head. <laughs> Trestlesman's still on him, riding his ribcage. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> so where we're at now is, yeah, we just need to find the way that works for all of you to, for us to move on to the next stage. Fadan's got his plan to welcome back the, the Keramites to the town. Uh, which he's going to do in the next day or so, clearly by preparing this procession. So if Alex is keen, I would also like Fadan to join um, in the final battle when that comes, because his skills will be needed, as will the skills of many, because you're going to go fight a god. So <laughs> Let me just um, tell you stuff. So we spent 32 days, and that's two and a half years, so I'll see you in a couple of months. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> And we are left with the questions of Marley and Arcus. You left Hodge and Damien in the city of Dantonia. Yeah. But I know how to get back to Dantonia because yep. I can do that with the dagger. Yep. Trestlespoon left his people in the middle of the Eternal Forest. And mm -hmm. I did already offer to stab him to get him back. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so it comes down to now, I guess, what you want to do if Trestlespoon wants to return to his people or if he wants to continue adventuring if you tell him about your quest and he joins or if you go and retrieve your friends from Dantonia or if you see what else is going in the world via Haydet it's really your call of how you want to move forward from here yeah because I think I think Molly's already shown she's pretty frustrated in character at like not at seeing her friend she's stoked to see her friend but like She's a bit, like, psycho about everything that's going on right now. Does anybody ask about her meltdown? I think would be a good way to move this forward. Hey, so Marley, noticed you nailed it down there. <laughs> um, if you tell Fadan that you're planning on heading off, um, yeah. he's probably going to load you up with a bunch of supplies. Okay, like just blood weed and vodka? <laughs> yes, and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, food if you want it. Um, but mostly blood food and vodka. We'll take food if there's food. Well, I mean, if, you, if you're heading off, you don't have to head off right away. But if you are heading off, um, we let's have get you properly stopped. We have to head off. The world is going to explode for Dan, or have you forgotten? I didn't actually know that. <laughs> wow. Way to drop a Wait. bomb on me. <laughs> Who knows that? Who knows about the surge? Oh my god! You know what? It's been it's Me. been a long thirty days. <laughs> the what now? Ah, uh, okay. You know what? Maybe it's just easier if I let the god tell you, and I just pull out the key in the air and turn it and open up the locker, and I'm like, just let him get what he has to say out. <laughs> I bet you don't remember a single thing I said last night, Marley. You were hammered. 
<laughs> hey, another wet ore is in town. Zunk Cheddar chews his name. That's a fun one. Seems like a nice guy, although very shy and lonely. Could use a friend, I'd say. Oh, Marley and Arcus, I just realised you used your blood portals three times yesterday. First, you sent Drejun Skamach to the underground city. He's doing great there, by the way. Thanks for not asking. And then you used it to transport yourselves to Port Ballas to fight those big water thingies. And then you used it to get yourselves to Dantanir. Whoops. I'll need to ask Chaos the Extraordinary about that. Maybe there's some kind of growth aspect and the more blood it gets, the more it upgrades itself? Question mark? Hang on. Okay, I tried to talk to Chaos the Extraordinary, but he just yelled his own name a bunch of times and then told me how innovative he is. What a weirdo. I'm just going to stick with my theory that the dagger's strength is growing and you can now use it three times a day. Either that or the DM is just an idiot who can't count. Fuck that guy. You hear me, Brad? You piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, I've got a message for Trestlespoon. Your people are wondering where you are. The camp is going to remain where it is for a couple of days while a search party is out looking for you. You should probably send them a message or something, at the very least, to let them know you're okay. There's some big trouble in the frozen south near the Brute Wall. A very large number of dragonborn, kobolds and other dragon-blooded people are under attack from a lot of wyverns. They could definitely use some help getting to safety. Among them is two exhausted sorcerers, uh, Fendel and Deris Torchwood, who are the wielders who created the Brute Wall in the first place. I'm sorry, did you just say Torchwood? Sure Fuck did. You. Fuck you. I hate it when you drop Sasha lore and I'm Marley. It really annoys me. That's Jules's <laughs> other character's parents. Mm-hmm. So Marley's standing there going, yeah, 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 like waving her hand in the air going, yeah, see, he goes on and on and on and on and on, you know? You're being dis like, very disrespectful. <laughs> I'm literally a god, don't forget it. She's like, can you just fill Fadan in on the basics of the surge? I feel like it would be easier if you did it really succinctly so I don't freak him out. Maybe nicely. Ah, uh, I, I, I must stress first that there are literally people dying in the frozen south right now, yes. but, you know, I'll tell your friend about something. Fadan... Can you hear he me? Might be, he might be useful to us at the end. Don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. <laughs> I can hear you. Um, and you know my name. Who, who are you? Oh, you know who I am, you silly sausage. <laughs> that's, that's hate. That's hate it. Ah, you know, okay. hate it, the god of knowledge. Yeah, it's been a long time since we last saw each other. Yep. Okay. Hate it. God of knowledge. Good. Good. I've done something with my hair. That's probably it. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm a god in a box. <laughs> uh, says, Wait, well, you're uh, a what? The surge. Uh, once every 800 years, this huge burst of raw magical energy um, comes from um, the god of power, Crover. You probably haven't heard of him. We keep him a secret for a good reason. He's a giant dick. But basically, that burst of energy has the potential to destroy the entire world. Uh, unless certain people are there at the right place at the right time when it happens. The wielders. That's right, Marley. People who can control it, and there's only five of those in the world right now. One of them we're is... we're not, not any of them. <laughs> one of them's very close to arriving there in the next few days. There's another two that are out and about. And then those two that I just mentioned are in a whole lot of trouble right in the deep frozen south of the world. I have a feeling I know who maybe one of them is. Right, that seems not so good. Yeah, look, it's a lot. I'm... I only just got my first new citizen. <sighs> We're going to need to be there, Fadan. We're going to need to make sure that these wielders are okay. Can you imagine what would happen if... If Crover wins, if Crover takes out everybody who can control the surge, well, Aizen will, will be no more. I, I can't imagine that because I don't know what the consequences are. Well, exactly. So we have to be there. Do you want none new villages? Because that's how many new villages you're going to have. There's no Aizen left. No, I, I want I want an intact Kerim and also Aizen, I guess. I, I just want to see my family again, but this... This is the only way to make sure my family is okay. This is the only way to make sure the whole of Aizen is okay. Well, okay. Will you join us? Like, now or in a few days? No, I mean, it, 
take some time to get sorted here. We're headed to, I'm not really sure where we're headed, but I can do a sending spell and I can tell you. Okay. Oh, Molly, okay. Uh, about that. Um, so your new demon companion, the, the, the life demon, Damien, the one you left behind in Dantonir. Uh-huh, the one who has one job to do and he doesn't know what it is. Yeah, I've been talking to Kashtar, and I know what it is. Well, that's actually useful. Why didn't they tell Damien what it was? She probably did, to be honest. He seems a little bit thick. Although, I guess in his defense, he was a seed, like, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> then he's probably with the right person, considering Hodge didn't always fly and wasn't always that big. They've probably got a lot to talk about. <laughs> With the right person, names a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Kashtar, she's imbued Damien with, with one extremely powerful spell that he can use one time. And essentially, it can bring together you and all the allies of your choosing to all be transported to the point of the surge. Amazing, really? we get to summon them. Will you be one of them, Fadan? Yes. Okay. Internet connection pending. <laughs> yeah, internet connection pending. Um, and Molly holds out like her arm to do like the forearm shake, kind of seal that deal. You know? Oh, we're doing the Beastmaster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the full arm grip. And she's like, I I know you heard what we I hated. We'll die at the just... same time. <laughs> <laughs> we may even need <laughs> your powers maybe what saves us who knows what's gonna save us in the end but i do know that we need everything Fidan's gonna draw himself up a little bit it's like the lord of karen will answer the call all right well uh, what do you think i guess i think we should get out of here it, yeah it i don't think like... we've got time for you to draw yourself but will we go save the day i say and <laughs> is, it, is it frosty is it time to get frosty it's it's <laughs> Uh, it's time to get that dragon to chill out. Yeah! <laughs> Wait, there's dragons now too? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there's dragons now too. Yeah, Fadan, you would have seen... Uh, dragoons. Yeah, you would have seen them sort of just flying around in the sky high above. Oh, you dang, actually, good point. Um, does Fadan know what a dragon is? No, no one does. Uh, no, okay. because, um... They're called dragoons. Does that help? Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> they are called dragoons. They're dragoons. these lizard, giant lizard creatures that breathe fire and or other. Other? Ice, lightning, poison. Yeah. It was quite cold, the last dragon. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't good. Frosty, yeah. the dragon. Tristan Spoon doesn't, Tr- <laughs> Spoon doesn't I, I know any of this. J- Josh. <laughs> yeah. Josh's actual face for all of the listeners. Josh's actual face is like <laughs> wide-eyed, like what has been happening since I've been gone. <laughs> this crazy so stuff. So good. Sometimes you grab a fly wag and you see a dragoon. That's just what it's like it's now. Just, yeah, that that be life now. And apparently, the apple squatters don't just walk places anymore to see what happens. We Pain don't have time us- for walking. Yeah, Hayden tells us somewhere else is dying, and we go there to try and stop that from happening. <laughs> Boots were made for walking. We were made for teleporting. This is what the Apple Squadeth is now, Trestlespoon. Mmm. Like heroes for hire. Oh, oh, gravy. Oh, the whole time this has been happening, Trestlespoon has been um, still kind of riding that skeleton without a head, <laughs> and the skeleton's trying to... You know, comically refined its noggin. Is it uh, doing the thing where it kicks it accidentally and then it has yeah. to chase it more? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. so good. And Trestlespoon's just managing to hold on to the top two ribs of the back of the skeleton while the skeleton tries to sort itself out. But uh, <laughs> he turns wide-eyed in shock and goes, y- y- "This is this is this is crazy! I w- I- I've been missing adventure." Oh, yeah. Tris, but it's really dangerous. I mean, Banffor's, well, you know, lost. And she kind of frowns and, you know, looks sad at the same time. Mm. Trestlespoon taps the uh, left top rib of the skeleton, and the skeleton 
stands up and Trestlespoon climbs down it like you would climb down a ladder. And uh, he walks up to Marley and he says, It does sound very, very dangerous, but maybe we could find Bamfor again. And he looks up at Marley. And Marley sort of like crouches down to Tress, like grabs him in a big hug and she's like, you know, whispers in his ear kind of like, I'd love that. Arcus also crouches down, wanting to be a part of the hug and whispers, Adventure's been missing you too. A single tear comes down a Trestlespoon's eye. Zunk Chittachu leans in and joins your huddle and just says, <laughs> Flavin! Yoi. <laughs> Fadan's <laughs> just gonna just poke the staff in and just push him back away from the huddle. Fadan's not in the huddle, but he knows that he shouldn't be either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so um, and then Marley sort of like stands up and sort of, <clears throat> you know, does the thing where you wipe like the tear that was almost falling out and is like, right, well, these people won't be able to save themselves. That's kind of what okay, they need use, us for. Use are my you, hand. Are you, <laughs> to absorb are you your coming? Tears. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's just like, <laughs> just dries them up. Are you, are you coming, Trestle? Or are you? going home. I, I wouldn't blame you for going home. I, I wouldn't. People need you too, but maybe if you don't come now, you could come later. I don't I don't know what you want to do. Trestlespoon looks at the ground, and he looks at his uh, bare feet. Bare he, feet? Well, I've given my, my boots to the skeleton. <laughs> no. No, you have feet that are bears? Yeah. That's or you have paws for feet? You've got bare feet. Like two growling, <laughs> growling feet. Yeah. yeah Suddenly we just <laughs> we just turned into grow out of it. Because <laughs> grow out of it have bears in every single one of their episodes for some reason. That's great. I love that for us. Shout shout out to Danny and Erica. <laughs> um. So uh, uh, Trestlespoon looks at his feet, uncovered feet. Um. <laughs> Says, oh, it's that kind of podcast, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, he says, um, "Well, my my family does need me, but uh, I can't say no to adventure." And he nods and he says, "I will, I will come." That's what they said. <laughs> hey, <laughs> right? Are you also going to join us? <laughs> <laughs> I will come and join you. Yeah. <laughs> that Yay! And that's the end, end. of the episode. It's a very, it's a very happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> no, awesome. um, is that is that where we want to end then? Uh, yeah, yeah, we we can. Um, there's still okay. the there's still the matter of like the next move. Like, yeah, do you I go think, to get Damien and Hodge, or like, what do you what do you do next? But we can explore that next time. I'm still annoyed at freaking Spidey McSteamface for dropping us off in the middle of nowhere with no way to get back. <laughs> like, not the middle of nowhere, it's Kirim. No, I know, but you know nowhere. what I mean. You know what I mean. Kirim's like, we brilliant. Were, we were on a mission. And we were busy. We didn't need it. it. <laughs> Gosh. God damn Spritey. But yeah, that I mean that's the end of the episode. So Come. Hooray! <laughs> yeah. Yay! Yeah. We made it! Yay internet. Zuck Chitter Chew, the socially awkward wet with a lost cat and a heart of gold. If ever a character deserved a spin off, it's Zunk Chitter Chew. Am I right? Probably not. Make sure you drop us a message on social media, that's at Fate of Ison on all of them, to uh, tell me what you think of Zunk Chitter Chew. And also let us know if the cat's name should be Mr. Boots or Mr. Socks. And Damien's true purpose sounds mighty powerful. Uh, the ability to bring all of the Squadus allies to one place for the final showdown? I wonder who'll be there when the surge comes. And knowing us, it'll take somewhere between 2 and 20 months to find that out. We could not make this show at all without the love and support from our amazing donors on Patreon. 
Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino from Not Quite Heroes, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin and James Blyser, Sajo Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Zergler, Roger Arfamata, Sam Malcolm, Cardron Ferris, Lauren Flake, Kaidila, Rihanna Kavalsic, Kevin Swift from the Dice Cop, Ian Edwards, Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nookers from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast, KP Squished, Alexandra Letkites, Andrew Evans, Danny Homan from the Garadavit Podcast, Kevin Carver, Dakota Shemansky, Damien Lebreton, Andrew M, Alexander Wolfers Williams, Jared from the Indie Film Review, Jamie Phillips, and Ezekiel Terraborelli. Ha! Huh, thank you all so much for joining the resistance and giving us the support we need to make all of this come to life if anybody else wants to find out how to help out the show uh head to patreon.com slash fade or if you want just drop us a review somewhere apple podcasts uh, stitcher Podchaser, podcast addict there are so many places to leave reviews you've got no excuse not to unless it's a bad one then come up with lots of excuses not to leave a bad one leave a good one hooray uh anyway that's it from me thank you very much for listening we will see you next time for chapter six episode 21